It's Devin Nunes. I'm back again. Over the weekend, I was interviewed by John Batchelor. He loves to do these interviews, and I like to do them too. Hope you enjoy. This is the Friends of History Debating Society. I'm John Batchelor with Devin Nunes, Californian Devin Nunes, podcaster Devin Nunes at Apple Podcasts, author Devin Nunes, author of Countdown to Socialism, and now Congressman Devin Nunes, 22 California. Devin, the surprise to me is the ABC Washington Post poll in these last hours. It reads, if elections were held today, this is Bloomberg reporting, 46% of adults overall would back the Republican candidate for Congress, and 43% would support the Democratic candidate. Among registered voters, 51% would pick a Republican, 41% would choose a Democrat. What has happened? You guys were getting pushed around last year. Did you do anything special? What is what are you facing when you get back? Is there going to be a party? Well, well, John, this is uh, one of the things that we're watching closely. Is you know the mega cities uh, continue to vote for the socialist candidates, uh, and you know you continue to see that. So if you take out the mega cities, you know the, in the big blue states, California, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and you take those those out, Chicago. Um, and that number is much, much better for Republicans. So, uh, what's going to really matter here is the, 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 the mega cities, the, you know, mega city states, uh, they're going to continue to reward socialism. Uh, but when you get to the suburbs and the exurbs, uh, those have had a history of really reflecting what's going on in the real world. And that, the, the polling in those districts is, is off the charts, not to mention that we have a record number of Republican candidates who have filed. Uh, we have a record number of, of cash on hand. And I think that will continue as, as we, you know, continue as Republicans to hone our message that, you know, we're for a free economy. Uh, we're for liberty. We're not for vaccine mandates. We're not for an open border. Uh, we're not for being weak overseas. We're not for shutting down not only one pipeline, now talking about taking another pipeline offline so that we have to rely on foreigners to go beg to OPEC to lower our gas prices. These are all things that the Republicans are not for. Uh, we're for people living free and independent lives, free of, of government. So it, it really becomes the mega cities versus the rest of America, where we actually still do things that matter, grow our food, uh, produce our energy, whether it be oil or gas or, or any other of the types of energy that are out there, including, uh, you know, mining for, for minerals and coal and timber. Uh, these are all things that, in, that, that make the country go. And then you add to that manufacturing. You add to that that a lot of the, the small manufacturing that's been successful in the United States is spread, you know, all throughout, uh, the upper Midwest. Uh, and those, uh, those places are all going to vote very, very red more so than, than I believe they, they did even in the last election. You're headed back to Washington where Mrs. Pelosi sa has said on her recent tour that she aims to move Build Back Better immediately. I believe she said the week of November 15th, it is the prerogative of the Speaker to move bills before the House. I have not seen any change in the Build Back Better that makes it more attractive uh, what I have seen is this polling suggesting that the public is extremely doubtful about the Biden administration's leadership when it comes to the economy. What do you expect 
from Build Back Better in the House, where Mrs. Pelosi enjoys a slim majority. Well, it's gonna we're gonna it's gonna determine what, what we understand is there was an agreement uh, between the socialist uh, squad types and the leftists. So they they came together. Uh, so it's kind of the extreme leftists and the leftists uh, who did a bargain to get the infrastructure deal done, agreeing to vote for the Build Back Broke bill if uh, the score comes out. I think it's at like one point seven trillion. So what they'll do is they want to get the score and then they'll throw a bunch of awful sweeteners on there, like a full blown amnesty program and all sorts of things that have no chance in, in hell in the Senate. So my guess is I don't know if they get the votes this week. I'm sure they're working with what's the congressional budget office, the scorekeepers to thread this needle in order to get this, get this passed. So they, 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 they claim they have an agreement. Um, it's been elusive to them. Um, we'll see if they, you know, we'll see if they get there, but I, I think it will then land on the Senate. And I just can't imagine the two Democrat holdouts that are there now, uh, are going to, to vote for something crazy like this. So then there'd have to be a negotiation, which starts this all over again, where the leftists, uh, the leftist block, you know, they've said there's so many things that if this isn't in there, I won't vote for it. There's a, you know, there's a, there's a litany of, of, you know, 50 items like that, that, most of those, Manchin or Cinema, I, I don't think the two Democrat senators who are holdouts, I don't think they would vote for. You know, who also happen to be from uh, Manchin, one of the most the reddest states in the country, and Arizona, one of those states that's been you know slightly purple over the last few years. But I would have to imagine the polling there has has turned Arizona back to red. So she's got to be worried about her future. You know, not to mention that the Senate candidates continue to roll in. Uh, in large numbers, high, very highly qualified candidates that are raising money. Uh, and, you know, suddenly uh, after the elections in New Jersey, the close election in New Jersey, the victory in Virginia, uh, you have to be looking at a Senate map that went from most people thought, well, the pundits, so to speak, thought, well, Republicans likely to get the House back, but going to be very tough in the Senate. Um, I think that's really changing to it's highly probable. Uh, almost impossible for the Republicans not to get the House back at this point. Uh, and I think it's getting every day that goes by, uh, it looks more and more likely that Republicans would gain control uh, back of the Senate uh, because all of a sudden there's, you know, five or six, seven states that nobody thought would have been on the board uh, in, in play now are in play. And we're, you know, continue to pick up uh, good candidates. I think one of the close seats to watch is New Hampshire, very popular Governor Sununu there, it's in your part of the woods, John, where uh, you know, his father was, was in politics for a long time. He's been a successful governor. And if he jumps in the Senate race, that, that probably goes at this point to a, a likely pickup for the, for the Republicans. So there's a lot of races like that. You have Herschel Walker down in Georgia, um, and the list goes on and on. The more this goes by, if, if, if the Democrats, if Biden and the Democrats stay at a point where uh, they're below 45%, and I will tell you, uh, for the, for the, for a Democrat in this country, any of them to be below 45% nationwide is almost impossible between the manipulation of the school system, both at the high school and university level, the indoctrination that's occurred, the continued nonsense of 95% of the so-called uh, fake news media, and then the censorship by the big tech companies. If you would have told me, that a Democrat could ever get below 45%, John, 
uh, you know, barring some, you know, scandal of some kind, I just would have said it's impossible. But now you have the entire party, uh, that's well below 45%. So I, I would say that, uh, anytime a presidential ca- a president is, is well below 50, uh, it doesn't lead, bode well for them. And at this point, you know, they're, they're struggling to maintain 40%. And that's, with the schools, with the media, with the tech companies, with the, with all the woke corporations, with a corrupt Department of Justice, a corrupt FBI, a military that's gone woke, uh, an international scene where we look like a laughing stock where Biden falls, falls asleep at a, at a climate cult conference. I mean, it just, it, it, it's tough to even make this up, tough to believe. Uh, but, and, and, and they're not doing anything to fix problems. And that's the, that's the damnedest part of all of this. You know, the, the ships, you know, talk about the supply chain issues that are going to continue to, to, to wreak havoc on this economy. You know, these ships, John, we went from back in March, April of having 30, 40 ships. You would have thought somebody would have said, Hey, we better get this problem uh, figured out. Now we got 150 ships out there. So the, the, the left, Biden and his administration, it's rather astonishing that you know they're not going to be for nuclear power plants. They're they're not going to be for oil and gas. They don't care if the gas prices go go up. Uh, they don't care about raising taxes. They don't care about just borrowing more money and and setting it on fire in this country. Those are all things that they believe with their socialist communist beliefs that it doesn't matter that they can just do those things and ultimately they'll buy enough votes to win. But the one thing they could actually impact is they could get their ass out there to Long Beach and say, hey, we've got a 30-day, 60-day, 90-day plan, and then in four months, we're going to have this all taken care of. But they don't. They don't do it, John. They just they, they ignore it, and, and the problem just continues to get to get worse. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how many more ships we can pile up outside of, outside of the port of, of, of Long Beach there, but we're, we're trying to do our best to, to put more ships out there and not get them unloaded and then not get – products exported out of this country so the one thing they can fix they refuse to do so at this point i can't it's too early to make make predictions but you know they ought to just they ought to do something to try to on the margins at least to try to help the american people but they don't seem willing to do it congressman devin nunes californian devin nunes podcaster devin nunes author devin nunes of countdown to socialism and the president's overall presidency approval rating is 42 41%. However, the surprise is on the economy, it's 39%. 39 with an economy in recovery, 39 from the American people. This is Friends of History Debating Society. I'm John Batchelor.